Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Great old school song. Welcome everybody. Bob Stopper along with uh, Brendan Escott. This is Oilers Now. One thing does lead to another, but we're going to change up the topic from Shake Adams' show uh, going into the 12 o'clock news update. Uh, that's just, uh, we're going to decelerate a little bit here. We're going to have a little bit of fun on today's edition of Orders Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. It is a Tuesday. That means Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Presenting live thoroughbred racing Fridays and Saturdays at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking and admission are free. For more info, head to thehorses.com. And for Wilhock Beef Jerky, it just might be uh, the best you've ever tasted. Our headliner today will be Jonathan Willis from The Athletic, who's written a couple pieces. One, on the Oilers' need to go for it, the timing is right, and two, on the different models in which the Edmonton Oilers can be cap-compliant for the start of the season. So, a fair amount of discussion with Spectre coming in. We are going to talk about the Battle of Alberta. We'll get to that momentarily. We're going to bring in Brendan Escott. Hello, Brendan. How you doing? Things are good today, Bob. How Things are, you? are good. Good. Yeah. Uh, looks like you and me were kind of doing the same thing last night. A pretty big game for uh, even casual fans of lacrosse in this region last night as the Miners Lacrosse Club was out in Brampton competing in a do-or-die game three of the Minto Cup and, and what a game it was defensively contested compared to the first two games of the series and uh, ultimately unfortunately I guess they fell short didn't they? 6-5 final score had a penalty shot in the final minute of the game uh you know, it, it's 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 bittersweet for me because there's a bit of a family connection. I know occasionally, maybe you old school Oilers now and total sports listeners would know this, but my uh, father-in-law, who has long since passed, Tom McCaskill, started the Gold Bar Miners in the mid to late 1960s, early 70s in Edmonton, and they morphed into the Edmonton Miners. Matt Gallagher was the uh, general manager of that team. That is, Brent, you know, uh, was Brendan Gallagher's. Uh, grandfather and some of the star players off those teams like Jamie Bowen. Now his kids were on this uh, team. Jamie Bowen played for the Edmonton Rush for a number of years. I always found when I moved into the city from the acreage, uh, Brendan, um, you know, I was I was acreage tough. I wasn't farm tough. You know what I mean? Like there was a difference between the acreage kids and the farm kids. And moved in, and of course you move in, and uh, you know moving go to Harry Ainley. We were like the poor kids going to Harry Ainley, right? Like my parents had just divorced. We didn't have any money. And I went to go play for the Southside Athletic Club. And all of the guys that played lacrosse and hockey, they were the hard-nosed, tougher guys. They were stick-tough. They were mean. They could take an additional shot or two. Um, I, I used to just run around and try to destroy guys with hits. But you know what? When it came to sort of the infighting in tough, in tough areas on the ice, they were the far more competitive players. So I watched that with interest last night um, with Kathy, who, of course, grew up around lacrosse. And it was... And it's a pretty significant accomplishment for an Edmonton-based team, just because they don't have the same uh, pool of depth as, as you know. It's still a really big sport. Like you know, Kathy's father came from Owen Sound, Ontario. He was literally a miner, and that's where 
the whole genesis of the Gold Bar Miners came from. And you've got a personal connection to this team as well. Yeah, the captain of the team happens to be in my girlfriend's family as well. So it's been a reason for, for interest on that angle. But this is the first time the team has, or not only a team from Edmonton, Bob, but a team from Alberta, the whole Rocky Mountain Lacrosse League, has made it to the Minto Cup final. So it was kind of found money, if you will, no matter how far they made it after a certain point. And they faced... I think three f- straight elimination games. Right. It, it was a long road to get there, and they kept proving themselves. That's always been a sport, again. Uh, and we've seen a bit of a... <sighs> hockey has changed. It has... And people... It, it, I, I will tell you this. In the late 70s, early 80s, I, throughout the mid to late 80s, I don't think it was a rich kid sport. I really don't. I will tell you now, because of the various, uh, you know, some of these programs are charging $25,000, $30,000 a year for these elite programs for kids that end up going to major. I mean, it's a lot of money, and it ends up pricing certain kids out. And I know we've discussed that in the past. Um, so there, there has been an evolution take place, and conversely, soccer and, to a lesser extent, lacrosse are considerably cheaper sports just by virtue of the, the lack of requisite equipment and that sort of thing. So it was interesting watching it last night. Um, and, you know, it's Joe Newendike, very famous. Uh, the Shanahans were lacrosse players as well. Bigger sport in Ontario, so a good accomplishment for the Edmonton Miners to have gone as far as they did. All right, uh, Brendan, what else did you do last night? Okay, I, I, I dug into this John McAfee um, documentary. It's it's not the series that you typically watch, right? It's just the one, one uh, hour and 42 minutes long. But what a bizarre layered story that was. And these people out there that are able to, to get out on the, the, the run, Bob, and just keep you know convincing people along the way to buy into whatever story they're conjuring up it's bizarre it was a, a very unique documentary he basically paid for i believe vice to he coordinated something with vice at the time that he was on the run and alleged to have murdered somebody in uh, where was it belize is that where he was at the time and this is a guy that came up with uh, McAfee. What, what what is it? Uh, it's a protection. It's antivirus software. So Norton would right. be the other one that people had all through the two thousands. But McAfee is a huge one. He was it's, a millionaire. Yeah, off of yeah he made a hundred million bucks on it. It's worth fourteen billion today. Fourteen billion. He so he bought it. He cashed out at a hundred million dollars. And there has been some debate. Uh, there is conspiracy. Look, I don't want to go down the conspiracy. It is. It is a really interesting documentary. Uh, you know what else is out there, Brendan? We briefly alluded to it, and it's going to allow us to transition into a conversation point today. The uh, Louis Figo uh, transfer story in European football in the early two thousands. And I just, I'm just. Let me walk you through it. Basically, there was a time in the late 1990s, early 2000s, where Figo, who's part of the golden generation of Portuguese players, they had won U-17 and U-20 championships. Um, he was, I think one of the years, he, he, he won like the player of the year uh, for football. And he was playing for Barcelona, who have a bitter rivalry with Real Madrid. And this is... Like, I would argue that the Oilers-Calgary Flames rivalry is the best rivalry in the National Hockey League. There is not a religious or political connotation to the nature of the rivalry. And, you know, Real Madrid, that was the Kings team. And Catalonia is Barcelona's team. And basically, Luis Figo was purchased away from Barcelona when 
what do they call those fees? Uh, is it transfer fees or whatever? Buyout clause. It was a $62 million uh, buyout clause, euro uh, buyout clause, whatever it was, back in 2000. And he went from Barcelona to Real Madrid. And all hell broke loose. He got four times the amount of money. Could you imagine? Just, just. I'm just going to throw this out there, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted on 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Brendan, could you imagine if you could, if a similar structure existed in the National Hockey League, and like the Calgary Flames could purchase Connor McDavid away from the Edmonton. Yeah, tr- trigger the release clause. <laughs> no, I can't imagine that. I, I mean, I guess the offer sheet would be as close as you could get in hockey to that. And even that's caused a little consternation. Look at what's happened between Montreal and Carolina, but nothing between rivals like that. You're just asking for trouble if you're Real buying that player. Is there a player on Calgary you'd want? You can text not us. Anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> would you want wanted Kachuk? Of course I would have. You would have wanted Kachuk? Absolutely. If you had a chance, I'm going to throw that out there. You can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. If you, if you could have made the money work, and maybe it's a stupid conversation point, but it's a little bit of fun. It's the summer. It's a little bit quiet right now. Is there a guy in Calgary you would have wanted? I mean, when you talk to the glory uh, Oilers of the 1980s, they'll tell you the tremendous respect they had for Jim Poplinski. Jim Poplinski was a big, tough, hard-nosed guy. He took, you know, and back then, you didn't want to be the guy that didn't fight in the Battle of Alberta. Now, it's a different game today. Matthew Kachuk, heck of a player, turned out, I mean, he went missing in the final four games of the Battle of Alberta series. The Oilers are now, you know, 5-1 and one all time, which is, it's great bragging rights. I Every time I hear Jack's call of that overtime winning goal by Connor McDavid, I get stoked and pumped up. I loved it. Would it be sacrilegious to say, hey, I wanted that guy from the Calgary Flames? And could you imagine a scenario where they could turn around, and I guess in theory you could do it on an offer sheet front. You could. I will tell you that I... I was I was reached out by an agent in it would have been before the start of the 1920 season uh, about the potential of offer sheeting uh, a player off the Calgary Flames. Do you think you know? Do you think? And I'm like, you can't do that if you're Edmonton because you've got other good young players coming yourself. So take it, take me through it. Would you would you would you want any guy off the Calgary Flames if you could make the money work? Would there be a fit there? Or is it completely sacrilegious? And does it help you understand? Like, think of the Battle of Alberta. And again, it's not... I I think it's fair to say it doesn't have the same political overtones as what goes on. But, I mean, somebody can perhaps educate me on this, but Catalonia pretty much wants to be independent in Spain. And that's where Barcelona is. Um, Could you imagine if they could just sit there and hammer a release clause. Let's just say there was a release clause of a hundred million bucks, and a new, you know, new ownership came in, and he wanted to buy McDavid's contract away, which is basically what happened with uh, Perez, who was, uh, you know, the the new man that was at the top of the food chain running Real, and then he didn't stop, by the way, with just Figo. Like he ended up bringing in Beckham and Michael Owen on all those guys, and they had that. What do they call those guys? Los Galactos or whatever. It's it's just a really interesting concept. So Texas at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I'd love to, I, and we're getting tons of response. You know, you know what? I'll be honest with it. 
you know what it is? I didn't want to see any more texts on Freeland. So I wanted to have a conversation because I take over from Shay and there's like 275 unread texts. And so I, I, I part of me wanted to have some fun and have a little bit of a discussion um, on, on the Oilers and the Flames and the Battle of Alberta. Lots coming in. Uh, Dion says, Bob, uh, the. Uh, Galactic Coast. Yes, yes, I got it. Bob, I would have only taken Markstrom. A couple of their underpaid defensemen would be good. Um, Majapani and Tanev all day. That one comes to us from Oil, uh, Oil City Dynasty. Total Lunatic text to show. Total Lunatic? That's the handle that they're going with? Okay. Uh, no, no, that can't be right. Uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Um, is he calling himself that? I don't know. Uh Hey, Bob, does Spectre have a release clause on his Chad radio contract asking for a friend? Uh, talking about our release clauses, uh, Fatih Pedre, uh, the Barca, and there's another one, Arujo uh, from Barca, all have 1 billion euro release clauses? Is that right? Is that right? you got to be kidding me. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Another texter says, why would we want anybody in Calgary? We're saving all of our picks and prospects for players, Bob. Don't need to rely on Calgary players. What a useless con- conversation. You better go back to holidays until training camp. Why does my Uncle Dave continue to text us from BC? That's what I want to know. It's You know, it's a conceptual thing. Uh, uh KS says, no doubt about it. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, he knows his role. He plays it very well. Iggy would have been another. Well, of course we would have all. We would have loved to have Jerome and Ginlin today. So, again, if you if you could have just poached a player from the Calgary Flames in the past or today, who would you have liked to have gotten uh, to have made the Edmonton Oilers better? You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We will also have the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Get charged up for the summer. Bring your player's club card to the venue and get a free River Creek portable charger. More information available at therivercreeresort.com. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan is at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. When we come back, well, one thing does lead to another. Um, we're going to talk a bit about Yesa Pugliarvi and get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers now. 1223 to Edmonton. All right, let's blast right through it. Here we go. Past or present, uh, given the concept of Figo transferring from Barcelona to Real Madrid as two of the biggest rivals in probably soccer history. Uh, Battle of Alberta is a big deal in hockey. We know that. So who would you love to poach uh, from Calgary past or present? Here we go. Ron says, Mika Kiprasov all day. Craig says, right now I'd take Elias Lindholm from Calgary. So would I, for the record. He's a pretty good player. Uh... This texter, Angus and Drumheller, says Theron Flurry. Another texter out of Edmonton says, I would poach a prime Dion Phaneuf. The greaser says, I always liked Paul Baxter. Come on. Oh, uh, the texter out of BC who is ripping me for the lame content says, Bob, I'm not your uncle. Really? Uh, the Don says, Bob, what about Kepersov? Uh, you could, uh, Barry and Lloyd Minster says, Markstrom. Karnsky's having some fun with us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Lucic all day. And Mike in the Park says, Zadorov would be a great addition. Tough time playing against him. Oilers could use the size. Again, you can text us at 780 uh, all right, our top story brought to you daily by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Calm before the storm. 
Brendan, I even took time to do an index card for the upcoming 2023-24 season. Man, Edmonton's going to be in much better position, assuming that a couple of bodies are moved out by then. Much better position in the offseason. They're a little tight against it right now. We'll talk about that with Jonathan Huntington. Uh, Jonathan Huntington. Jonathan Willis coming up a little bit later on, too. Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, customer service that makes you feel like family. If you're a Yes, a Pugliarvi fan, you might not like this next quote from John Shannon on yesterday's show. Everybody that I talked to in and around the draft, in and around free agency, they were adamant that this was going to happen. Something was going to move, uh, and that Yes, it was going to be uh, the, the guy that any deal. So I'm, I'm, I am a little surprised that he's still an Edmonton Oiler. Um, and listen, if, if he contributes, great. But uh, there was a point, I think, earlier in the summer that everybody you talked to in and around the team, they thought for sure he was gone. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's interesting stuff. Uh, Dave says, Bob, you missed the old, the oldest rookie of the year. What about Sergey Makarov? Lanny McDonald all the way. Stephen from BC says, I'm going to go way back. Pat Quinn, when he was in Atlanta Flames. That does, it's got to be a guy that played for the Calgary Flames. It's got to be a guy that played for the Calgary Flames. You can text us at 780. Haji. Oh, well, let's go to Haji here. Bob, Alvin Kittis would have been another dynamic option on a lethal Oilers power play. That being said, there would have been an increase in injuries of Oilers players brave enough to screen that shot. Uh, and Coach Doug says, I'd take Joel Otto in a heartbeat. Mark Messi would probably agree. Well, they fought a couple times, and the last time they fought, uh, Otto was with the Flyers, and the, uh, the Moose was with the Rangers. It did not go well for Joel Otto. It was the one time he cleanly got beat badly by Mark Messi. You can text us at 780-496-0063. The man who wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta, Mark Spector, is coming up at 1235 today. Uh, I, I don't know. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to alter the, the question again on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. A current flame and a past flame. If you could poach a current fl- uh, flame and a past flame, let it rip on the uh, Ashley Fine Flores text line into NHL today. Good luck with this, Brandon. Uh, for our friends at uh, Elite uh, Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. You're on the clock. Thanks to Vegas, they uh, acquired Aiden Hill this morning from San Jose in exchange for a 2024 fourth-round pick. The uh, 26-year-old netminder appeared in uh, 25 games last year. He went 10, 11, and 1. Canada and the U.S. playing right now at the Women's World Hockey Championship in Denmark. Sarah Fillier on what I believe was Canada's first shot of the game. Might have been their second. They only have two against the U.S., but they have a one nothing lead as it stands with about six and a half left in the first period. And Hockey Canada's board of directors says it is supporting President and Chief Executive Officer Scott Smith and his executive team amid calls for a leadership change at the organization. Hockey Canada Interim Board Chair Andrea Skinner made that announcement in a statement on its website today. Sorry, Brendan, did you mention Hayden Hodgson? No. Okay, so yesterday he uh, signed a two-year extension with the Philadelphia Flyers. This was a player we probably talked about in January, February. I know I had a, I was tipped off on him uh, by uh, the Oilers' uh, assistant general manager, director of amateur or pro scouting, uh, Brad Holland, that he thought he was going to be, Hayden Hodgson was going to get an NHL deal. He was represented by Pat Morris. Flyers signed him during the season, then signed him to a two-year extension. If he ends up on waivers and he's very raw, he would be the type of player I'd look to claim off of waivers just because he's the type of player the Oilers don't have. 
He's a, a lefty, not afraid to fight. He's got a heavy shot. And according to Connor McDavid, who played with him in Erie, he's got some skill, too. 12.50, or check that, 12.28 at Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And back with Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta.